0: Listening to Eyes on the Street, a civic brand podcast. Conversations on community branding, engagement, and marketing. All right, welcome back to another episode of Eyes on the Street. I'm Ryan Short with Civic Brand.
1: And I'm Risa Byford with Civic Brand.
0: All right, and so today we are talking about the problem with data. Um, and Brisa, definitely interested in your thoughts on this because you're a strategist. So data's obviously a big, important part of your, your world, but, you know, we have a lot of conversations in the office and just on projects about kind of a sometimes, oftentimes a misunderstanding of data, but then also like misuse of data and trying to use data in situations where you shouldn't be using data, um, or you should just use like a different type of data. Um, and so, so that's what we want to talk about today. And obviously we're not anti-data. Um, we're actually very pro-data, but we, we we think it's important to use the right type of data in the right context. Um, and so I guess, Risa, just to kind of ask you a question out of the gate, I mean, what what do you see as like the crux or like the, the kind of cornerstone of like the problem that, that we see when, you know, we talk about the problem with data?
1: So I think it's kind of two things. I think one part of it is that people use data as a way to kind of take the responsibility off of them, right? Like it's a safety net. They don't have to be held responsible for, you know, making a decision because they can point back to the data and say, well, that's why I did, you know, what I did. Right. And then the second, I think, is just a misunderstanding of what data means because I think in this, you know, like metaverse, like super digital world, people hear data and they immediately assume numbers, and, like, a hard metric of, like, all right, 60% of people said this, so that's what we're doing. Right. And really, data is all of it. And it can be numbers, but it's also all of just, like, the random interviews you had with the guy on the, you know, street. Or the guy picking up trash, whatever it may be. Like, all of it is data, and all of it matters.
0: Right. Yeah, and so going back to that first point, um, just starting there, I mean, I think I think that is especially true in the civic space that we're in um, you know, because I mean, cities to their credit more and more, you know, they're wanting to do engagement. They're wanting to do engagement the right way. They're wanting to like hear from everybody. They're wanting to like, let the public speak and let it be a very like citizen driven plan, whether it's like a comp plan or a downtown plan or even a branding project. And so that's a good thing that they're wanting, you know, the citizens to do that. Oftentimes when cities have that priority, they come to us because that, the way we approach engagement is very, it's a very much an engagement first type of approach. The problem is they want that to then make all the fine, the decisions that come after that for them. They want the engagement to answer all of the questions so that they don't have to. And I think that's just really true. You know, whether it's elected officials or city staff, I think they're, they're pretty used to getting beat up by the public, right. Of like people being upset. And so I think, they see data as a way to almost like shield them of like, well, I didn't say that the the, the public said that the, the people spoke 80% said this and that's why we did it. Um, and that's just not how that works. That's just not how, you know, you shouldn't, you can't make every decision from that. And I know in your role, you know, when we come out of an engagement phase of a project, we kind of turn the corner into like, all right, what's the strategy. I think that's another area where you kind of see that of like, trying to use what's the data that told me that this is the right strategy. You want to just
1: speak to that part? Yeah. I mean, it's just not possible. (laughs) Uh, I mean, there's no, there there are some things that you just can't measure until you've done it and you've tried it. And then you can see if it worked or not with the data, but beforehand, you know, uh, the, the definition, the best definition of strategy that I've seen, at least in my opinion is that it's an educated guess to win. And so winning is more of like a, you know, consumer like word, but it's an educated guess to like be the best city you could be. So you're just making a decision based on what you know and hoping for the best. There's no way you can find a certain data point that's going to tell you yep, that's exactly what you need to do. You can find things that will lead you in that direction, but you're never going to know with 100% certainty.
0: whether Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, I think we just, so many people, you know, including consultants, I think that, you know, oftentimes they want the data to just do the hard work for them, take the, you know, kind of take the arrows for them of like, you know, it it led me to that strategy. And I think what we've seen, and and I mean, we are constantly evolving, like how we think about engagement and kind of the approach and and kind of the thing, terms that I've been using lately is that it's, it's about surfacing different viewpoints as opposed to voting and i think you know when you're you know we just did a project in breckenridge colorado and it was their open space and trails master plan and you know there were a ton of unknowns um, that they dealt with like e-bikes are pretty new like they didn't have to deal with e-bikes last time they did their master plan obviously they didn't know about covid last time they did their master plan and so i think the role of engagement should should not be to like poll the public and have them vote on every possible you know, decision and issue you might ever make. It's to help you like come up with a philosophy and a framework to make future decisions that you don't even know what the questions are yet. You know, and I think that's, I think master plan is also kind of a weird word because, you know, when you think of like a master plan community, every decision is made. Like they know where every road is going, where every brick is going, but like a downtown master plan, an open space master plan, and ultimately a brand, though you're not, you're not laying out and and mapping every single thing you're going to do. You're going to surface a bunch of viewpoints and you still have to make those, those guesses. And, you know, the analogy that I kind of used in a talk I gave recently was like in the game of life or in your actual life, you know, a lot of people want to master plan out their life of, you know, I'm going to get married at this age. I'm going to have kids at this age. I'm going to have this, make this much money. Um, And the reality is like, you don't, you don't have like data and metrics that, that answer those questions for you. You have philosophies and you have things, you know, and I think the way you come about those, those viewpoints are oftentimes more of the like qualitative things than the quantitative things. It's through, like you mentioned before, the on the street conversations. Um, we've been doing podcasts as part of our projects, you know, and so sometimes it's having just a, you know hour long conversation and you kind of learn something. And then next time you're talking out somebody on the street, they say something that kind of connects the dot with that. And so you surfaced viewpoints and you made a strategic decision, but if you're asked for, well, what's the data on that? You would say like one person or one comment, you know? Um, And, and I think for some people that, that feels like flimsy. That doesn't feel like sturdy enough. Whereas like 80% of the public said this, Um, does that make sense?
1: Yeah, totally. And I mean, I, I get it from a city perspective because they're under a lot of pressure because yeah, they have a lot of people to answer to, right? Like in a private business, you just have like your boss to answer to. And if you work for a city, you've got the whole city to answer to. And so I understand why that shield of, yeah, that metric told us to do this is so appealing. But I think that that, well maybe your day to day is going to be easier because you can point back to that one statistic and people will go oh, okay well I understand why you made that decision like the the progress that you're going to make as a city as an organization is so much smaller because you 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 only do things that you can like guarantee are the right decision and that's just not it's just not realistic that's not how life is you know back to your analogy like no you don't know until you know
0: right yeah so i guess if you're if you're looking at data to Come up with a strategy. I think the big takeaway is like, well, there's almost not even a way to ask that, right? Like, you can't, like, you can't say, like, you can surface opinions and what people think and like, but you can't have data that's going to say, like, hey, this messaging strategy is going to work. This design is going to work. Now, you definitely can test things. You can, you know, you can use data and testing and like, you know, and 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 kind of creep along the way. And 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 in implementation, you can see what's working and what's not working. and then on the public engagement side, though, of like surfacing those kind of just going back to surfing and seeing those viewpoints for a second, you just it's just not realistic to vote on every like every single issue. And even if you could, not everybody's participating in your survey, you know, and so if you have 80% answer the question one way, 20% answer the question another way, you don't just with blinders go, okay, well, eight, the people spoke 80% said that. Those 20% that could represent an entire population of your community that didn't come to your meeting, didn't take your survey for whatever reason. And so we try to like surface those as like, okay, we surface two different viewpoints. We don't look at it as much as 80, 20, as much as we surface two viewpoints. And then when you go to strategy, how does that strategy impact those that answered it this way? How does the strategy impact those that answered it in the 20% versus the 80%? Um and so does that make sense of like, you can't, you know, because going back to the Breckenridge example, you know, we can't ask the public, you know, what do they think about e-bikes? You know, we can't ask them, what do they think about some future technology that we don't even know about, but they still have to develop a master plan that's going to guide them for the next 10 to 15 years. And so instead it's about just surfacing those viewpoints and then you have to have the courage. I mean, that's what leadership is. It's making a decision. Um, It's making an informed decision. Um, so we're not saying like, don't do the engagement, don't do the research. We're just saying, don't like try to make it a shield to where like it somehow answers every question for you and you don't ever have to make a decision.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's also like, just, it's not a sustainable way to like run a city because if you've got to stop down and vote or have, you know, some sort of statistics on every single thing, you're always just tied to that so every decision like there's no way you can plan for five years from now because you don't know what from five years from now is going to be like and so you're just constantly like like almost to me it seems kind of like putting out fires of like just what can you deal with right now and you can't even get to the like the really impactful stuff because there's no way you can prove that
0: yeah well i think that's why cities often kind of get called out for you know there's kind of a new wave of i think people writing and consulting on this that they'll call cities out for just doing a lot of planning, but they don't do a lot of doing. Right. And I think that's kind of gets back to that of like, instead of just making some calls, doing some things, trying some things, they, they want to do a study. They want to do a plan. They want to like do engagement. And that all sounds great. Like it sounds like, well, of course you should plan. Of course you should do engagement to surface that. But at some point you have to take what you've learned from that And then make the leap to like make a call, make a decision. And I think a lot of times too, especially in the engagement in this, this era of like focus on equity, where I see it backfire and kind of hold cities back is, is they do engagement and they try to get data around things that they already know that they should be doing that are you know, you don't need to do engagement around, but they feel like, well, we did engagement. We did research. We did a study to prove what we already knew. And those are the things that are just, I think an incredible waste of time and taxpayer money to where, you know, I mean, most people know that like people want things to be more walkable. They want things to be safe. There's like some universal things that we know that people want. Um, We don't need to go ask them those questions. Instead, we need to ask them like a more nuanced and like detailed question about like well where and how and why, you know, versus just kind of the broad base, like 90% said they want it more walkable. Um,
1: Yeah. Um, I've got a question for you. So if, if we put ourselves on the other side, like I'm, you know, like a marketing person at a city or something planning, you know, planner at a city, And I hear this and I agree with everything we're saying, but I'm not the one in charge. Like I'm not the mayor or I'm not the city manager. So how, how do you think that cities could actually like take this information and do something with it versus agree with us, but like be stuck in a system that they don't really have any way to change?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think to the point I was just making a second ago, I think, they already know the like things they need to do and they just need to do those things um, instead of like, let's just go get data on something we already know, Um, you know, on the things where there is a legit decision that may, you know, somebody's going to have to put a stake in the ground and like, you know, say, we're going to go this direction. I think you really do have to lean on the process of engagement, the process of research. So like, we're definitely not saying don't do engagement and don't do that research and don't surface data points It's just like you were saying before, sometimes your data point is numbers from a survey, but sometimes it's just a single comment that somebody made to you, you know? And so I think, I I guess at least for us, because if we get asked that by our clients, we're going to point at our process and just say like, look, we uncovered, we turned over every stone. We talked to as many people as we could. We made sure we hit our numbers in different, you know, equitable groups, um, age ranges, demographics, um, I think you just have to like trust your process, like trust that you did it the right way and that you surfaced everything that you could. You surfaced all those viewpoints. And then at some point though, then you have to let the people that were, the experts that were hired, whether that's your consultant or whether that's your city staff, they are the experts or or you wouldn't have hired them. You know, if, if you a thousand percent relied on data to make every decision for you, why do you even need that staff member? Why do you even need that consultant? Like at some point- somebody has to make the call. So I think just being able to really like document and point at everything you did to get there is really important. It's just not always going to be as simple as, well, question 13 of the survey said 70% and that's why we're doing it. It's right. that's like one of 50 things that you probably did to come to that conclusion. Um, and I think that arms though, the talented people that work for your city And that arms the talented consultants that you hire, you know, it arms them with like the ability to like surface up as much as they can and then make a recommendation. And then that's when you use the data to test it and like slowly, like incrementally, like test it and see how it works. Um, You know, there's very few things that have to be like, especially when it comes to like branding and even placemaking, like, you know, if you're going to build a $50 million, project, like you probably want to be pretty sure that like that's going to pay off. Um, But if you're going to like implement a brand strategy or you're going to do some placemaking, there's a lot of like incremental tactical steps that you can just start trying it, start doing it and test it and have this constant feedback loop to like slowly correct. And so I think it's a long way to answer your question, but I think just pointing back at your process, we we legitimately surfaced every viewpoint and then we are experts and we made these decisions and that It's not going to be permanent. Nothing's permanent. We're going to start implementing it and we're going to start measuring it along the way. Is there anything you would add to that or or push back on?
1: No, I think that's a really good way to answer that question. And maybe this is related or maybe it's taking it a step too far, but naturally because of what I do, I'm, I'm thinking of like from a brand perspective, right? Obviously, yeah, we do a ton of work on comp plans and master plans and all that kind of stuff, but like, that's kind of always where my head is. And so the, the, the way that, so the way the data is used to kind of like take the, the onus off of you, right. And like, use it as a shield, I think is related to kind of a a wider point that, I think is a challenge in our industry because maybe not every, not every place is ready for it. But like, if you think of like the most famous cities in the world or like the best brands or like your favorite brands, right? Like, you know, we always use that example of Apple of like, this is what branding is. It's not the Apple logo, it's all the other things. The reason why Apple is a strong brand is because they have a point of view. Right. They didn't just, you know, let the data tell them exactly what to make, or we wouldn't have the iPhone, like those kind of things, right? But it's that point of view. I think that I'm making a leap here. So hopefully this is making sense. But by relying on just like all the little little like data points to tell you exactly what to do, you're just kind of like shotgunning it. And you don't ever make a decision to be like, this is it, this is who we are this is how we operate and we're going to do things in accordance with that. And that's where you get like the kind of like something for everyone approaches that don't like mean anything. Does that make sense? What I'm saying?
0: Oh, totally. I mean, I think I actually think it applies equally to like the branding projects and the planning things that we work on because with both of those, like, you know, in your Apple example, you're talking about a big high level, broad point of view, right. And that's that philosophy. And that's, you know, on the planning side, that gets back to like what I was talking about with a master plan, like for the, the Breckenridge Open Space and Trails. Like we wanted to create a like big point of view, like what is our community's philosophy on like building trails and open space and what's our future vision? It isn't as much about like every little nuanced decision. So like we're not engaging the public of on that project of. Do you want to trail here? Should this one be directional or should this one be, you know, multi-use? You're not asking, you can't, it's not possible to vote on every single little thing. You you use data, you use engagement to surface viewpoints so that you can cast that big like point of view, you know, and, and once you have that point of view, you need to give your staff and leadership like a long enough leash because they know, all right, this is my community's point of view. This is the direction they want to head. I, they should now be armed with a long enough leash to go do little small things that, as an expert, they think are going to help them get there. Mm-hmm. Um, in the trail side or the planning side, it's, okay, that we think we should acquire this piece of land or build this trail here. On the branding side, it's things like, okay, we're going to do this campaign. I think we should use this color. I think you know you can't use engagement to say, like, well, 80% said they want this color. So we're just going to do that. Or 80% said they want this trail to be this way. So we're going to do that. Um, And so I, I really do think that like one of the big, and this is a whole nother topic and a whole nother podcast of like city staffing issues, but I think, you know, everybody has staffing issues right now, but I think cities have it a lot harder for sure. One of the, this, this relates to one of the reasons why. And I think that's because we have handcuffed staff so much to where they can't do their job, they can't make decisions. They have to like run everything through. A, well, what did the community say? What did the data say? But yeah, if you if you use engagement to surface those viewpoints and have like the big picture stuff, then let your staff run with the day to day. They're going to be much happier. They're going to be you're going to be much more successful. You're not going to waste their time. Um, but if they feel like they have to go to council every time and just like show them some data before they can do anything, they're they're just never going to get anything done. And I yeah. and I think there's a lot of cities where that's happening. There's they're doing a lot of work, they're doing a lot of research, they're doing a lot of plans, but the staff's never able to just do anything. Um, and so yeah, I think I think your Apple examples are really you should use data and viewpoints to find that what is that kind of guiding light, that big picture like philosophy. Don't use data to make all the little nuanced decisions of like how do you get there. That's where the a strategist or you know a planner or an architect like they should should tell you that yes i mean i think in just to kind of recap i mean i think the, the main things that we're saying is don't look for data to make every little decision for you instead look it to surface like big picture viewpoints so that you can you know at least from a strategy or planning standpoint you can cast that big vision and then rely on the experts whether it's staff or your consultants to to do the work that they were hired to do to help you get there um And then the second part of that is just making sure that you understand that, you know, data isn't always just numbers. Sometimes, you know, that survey result is just as valid as the conversation that you had with somebody on the street. And all of that is data. And all of that should inform those experts that are making the decision. Now, some things are harder to point to than others. But if you're casting that big picture vision, you're not having to point to well, what was our decision on this topic and this topic and this topic rather it's just a much broader vision um so yeah i think it's some good stuff some good places for cities to start brisa is there anything you'd add to that or
1: no i think great
0: awesome cool well good chatting with you yeah see you see you